Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Rabbi Karanovsky, and I'm with the Denver Community Kolo. This week's episode is titled The Simplicity of the Torah, Understanding Hashem's Unity. Now, as the title says, it sounds like a simple idea, the simplicity of the Torah, God's unity, His oneness, the fact that He's Hashem Echad. These concepts sound simple at first glance, but when we dive into them and delve into them a little deeper, we see that they are deeper than we think. By the end of the day, what we want to come around to understand is that they're deep, yet very, very clear, and very simple. Let's dive into this amazing, fundamental, important topic. And we're going to open, and the entrance that we're going to get into, start understanding it, is through the beginning, the introduction to the Ten Commandments. So it says in Parshas Yisro, as Hashem is about to say the Ten Commandments, Vaydaber Elohim, God spoke, Eis kol hadavarim ha'elalemar. The entire thing, he spoke all these words saying. And then it goes on to say, Anochu Hashem Alekecha, I am Hashem God that took you out of Egypt, out of Mitzrayim, don't have any other gods, and the rest of the Ten Commandments. But it prefaces the Ten Commandments by saying a statement that God spoke all these words saying. What does this mean? What's it coming to tell us this verse? Is it just simply about to introduce what he's about to say, or is it telling us something else by saying that Hashem spoke all these words saying? So Rashi quotes the Mechalta, where our sages teach us an amazing concept that Hashem originally said the entire Ten Commandments, all the Ten Commandments, He said them in one shot, in one debra, in one utterance. In one utterance, He said all Ten Commandments. It's impossible for us to understand what this means. It's totally beyond our capacity. It's beyond our comprehension. What does this mean? Hashem spoke all Ten Commandments in one utterance, but that's what Hashem did questions our sages. If so, why does it go on to say all Ten Commandments separately? It goes on to list them one by one. If he said them all in one shot, why did he go ahead and say them separately? So our sages teach us because the people at the time, the Jewish people, didn't understand what he was saying. We simply didn't have the capacity to understand Ten Commandments in one utterance. And therefore Hashem repeated them and he said each one individually, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So the question is pretty obvious, begs to be asked. If we didn't understand the point of him saying all ten utterances in one go, in one utterance, all ten commandments in one, we didn't get it, we totally didn't hear it, we didn't have the capacity and ability to understand that, and he anyway had to repeat them individually. So what was the point? Why would Hashem go to the bother, so to speak, put in the effort, so to speak, of just saying all ten in one shot, it's not going to help anyway. It's not going to happen. We didn't hear it. We didn't understand it. Either way, you have to repeat them separately, individually. So why would he make a point by Dabar Elohim as Kol HaDvar Hashem spoke all ten in one go. Why would he do that if we didn't understand it? We're not going to hear it. What is he coming to teach us? For what purpose? So the Maharal, the 15th century, one of the most amazing teachers that we've had over the years, who opened up the depth and the infinite beauty of the Torah. He says a few short words over here, and he opens up the topic. And he says the reason why Hashem said all Ten Commandments in one go, even though we didn't understand it, is because there's one concept that we are to understand. And this is what he said. Our sages teach us that the Ten Commandments really have in them the entire Torah. The Torah is comprised of 613 commandments, but all 613 are really rooted in the 10. 
says the Maharal that all the ten are really one. The entire Torah is really one thing. The unity of the Torah means that the Torah is really just one thing. And he goes ahead in a different place to explain a little bit more. Because the Torah is true. And truth is only one. There can only be one truth. It can't be more than one truth. It can't be two truths. The Torah is true. Torah is emes. The Torah of truth. And it's got to be one. And what Hashem was teaching us by saying it in one utterance was. He was defining to us at this moment what the entire Torah is. It's not a bunch of pieces. It's not a bunch of 613 different details and commandments and aspects. It's really one thing. The entire Torah is one truth. And therefore he said it in one utterance. We didn't understand what he was saying, so he went ahead and said it individually. But he first had to set down the rules, lay down the law that you have to understand that the Torah that's being presented to you is one. This is the concept of oneness, of unity of the Torah. We have to understand what does this mean? What is the morale coming to tell us? What does this mean that the whole Torah is one? What does oneness mean at all? And how are we to understand that so many different commandments, so many different details, how are we to understand that it's all saying one thing? That's the question, that's what we want to discuss today. So to understand this a little bit better, one of the most famous verses that we all know, and it's almost like the battle cry of the Jew, classic verse, famous verse, one that we say daily, is Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Listen, Jewish people, Hashem, our God, Hashem is one. Hashem Echad Hashem is one, there's one God. Now, simply understood, what this is coming to say is that there's only one God. As opposed to two, as opposed to three, as opposed to a hundred, there is only one God. Now, of course, this can't be the depth of what we're saying. Because just to say that there's only one God doesn't tell us very much. I could tell you as an example that there's only one car in the entire world which is made this way. A certain company has built one car. There's only one of them in the entire world. Okay, it's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. It doesn't tell me that this car is the most important thing in the world, that it's running the world, that it is everything in the world. There's only one of them. The company only made one. So you're telling me that there's one God. You still haven't told me much information. You're just telling me that there's only one Hashem. There's not two Hashems. There's never been two Hashems. There's only one. I still don't know, is he running this world? Is he the only existence in the world? Hashem Echad just means that there's one God. There's one king, there's one president, there's one God. It hasn't told me that much information. That can't be the depth of what we're saying. And it can't be the most important line that is on every Jew's lips. What does it mean, Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad? So the Ramchal, Ramosh Chaim Litzato, a Kabbalist, he reveals in the Sefer Das Tavunis. Now what it means, Hashem Echad means, doesn't just mean that there's one God. It means that there is only one existence. There's nothing else that exists besides for God. Hashem Echad does not mean that there's one God. It's true, but that's not the depth. The depth of Hashem Echad means that there is nothing else that exists besides for God. Anything you look at, anything you turn to, anything which exists is one God. That's all there is. It is nothing else. You never have to question, what is this? What is that? Who does this belong to? Who created this? Who's running this program? It's all unity. It's all part of one thing. That existence is what we call God. Hashem Echad means there is nothing else in the world. Which is another word that we say, You should know today, You should internalize, That God is the God. 
Nothing else. There is nothing else in the world that exists. Existence is only one. Just Hashem. The Ramchal and Das Tavunis goes ahead to explain the most amazing concept. And he says that the only concept in the world that we could understand to the end, properly, we could grasp entirely, is the concept of God's unity. He says if you want to understand God's kindness, you're never going to get to the end of it. Because His kindness is infinite. If you want to understand His strength, His might, any other ability, you're never going to get to the end of that. You're never going to fully grasp it because we're dealing with infinite attributes. His kindness is infinite. His strength is, is infinite. His mercy is infinite. You're never going to grasp it fully. The only thing that we could grasp completely is His unity. And the reason is because unity is the only thing that could be understood by saying what it's not. And he explains like this. If I want to tell somebody that he's a kind person, it's not going to help if I describe him that he's not a mean person. He's not a bad person. I now know that he's not mean, but I still don't know how nice he is. The only way to describe somebody's niceness is by talking about it from the positive side. With Hashem, we can never do that because there's no end to the positivity. There's no end to how far it goes. When I want to describe that somebody is one, that there's unity, the way I could describe that is by saying that there is nothing else in the world besides for this. I have now explained that the only thing that there is is this concept that I'm trying to explain. I don't need to describe unity in the positive side. I can describe unity by saying what it's not. I can't describe kindness by saying what it's not. I can't describe strength by saying what it's not. But unity, I could say that if there's nothing else in the world besides for God, I have now grasped that there is nothing else in the world besides for God. And He is unified. He is the only existence that exists. I could describe it by saying the negative. If I say, if I say that there is nothing else besides for him, I now know that the only thing there is, is him. allows me to grasp the concept of Hashem Achad. So Hashem Achad means that God is, there is nothing in existence besides for God. And this is the most important concept of the Jew because this is the thing that we are expected to grasp till the end. The reason why I could grasp it to the end is because I could say what it's not. I could say, Ain Od Mavada, there is nothing else besides for you. If I fully believe that there's nothing else besides for Hashem, I now know completely that the only thing there is in existence is Hashem. Hashem created the world. He created a picture. He created a big picture with many pieces. But all these pieces are part of one thing, existence, truth, Hashem. That's what it is. They're not pieces. They're not separate pieces, God forbid. Everything is part of one picture. The entire Torah that he gave us, with all the details and all the commandments, the entire picture, the whole Torah forms one picture called God's existence. There is nothing else. There's not this piece and that piece and this, that, up and down, left and right, forward, behind. Everything is part of a big puzzle. And this entire puzzle says one thing. It says Hashem Echad. This is all part of existence. And there is only one thing that exists. And that is Hashem's existence. When He gave us the Torah, says the Maral, He wanted to tell us. The entire Torah is saying one thing. That this is part of existence. This is a piece of a unified existence. This is a piece of a unified existence. Every detail is part of a unified picture, which is 
the only existence that exists in the world, which is Hashem Echad. He said the entire Torah in one utterance, because he was telling us that everything is only one. Either we're part of that picture, and if we're part of that picture, we are part of the, uni- the unity, we're part of the oneness. If not, we're disconnected. If we're disconnected, we're not part of existence, and technically we don't exist. Either we're in or we're out. The beauty is that it's not scary, because if we're out, due to Shuvah, return to where? Return to one. Return to the oneness of the world. Return to existence. If you're out, just come right back in. It's not a problem. We have to realize that what Hashem is teaching us over here is, by Hashem spoke everything saying, in one shot, He said it in one go because He was telling us that there's only one existence in the world. And that is Hashem Echad. That's all there is. The entire Torah is all pieces of this big picture. And He's telling us that you, human being, Adam, the Jewish person, your job is to take all the pieces and realize that everything is part of the unified existence of Hashem's existence. That's all there is. Either we're in the existence, we're part of the unity, we're part of the oneness. If not, then we're out of it. There's a medrash, a very strange medrash, a cryptic medrash, which teaches us that when Hashem created the world, all the letters of the Aleph base came to Hashem and they said, we want to be the first letter of the Torah. We want to start, and Tuf came, and Shin came, and Resh came, and eventually Hashem settled on the letter base. And He created the world with the number two, the letter base, Bereshis, in the beginning starts with the letter base. The Medrash goes on to say that the letter Aleph was really upset and said, you chose base, but what about me? Why didn't you create the world with me, the letter Aleph? And Hashem mollified it, and He said, don't worry. The Ten Commandments are going to start with you. Anochi Hashem Alekecha starts with an Aleph. I am Hashem your God. Anochi is an Aleph. The Ten Commandments start with an Aleph. What does this mean? How are we to understand this? The world is created with a base, a two, and the Ten Commandments starts with a number one. And the Maral explains that this is exactly the point of what we're coming to say. When Hashem created a world, He created a world that looks to the eye as many, many different pieces. The number two is the first point where one splits into two. Where things look fragmented. Things look like pieces. Number two always signifies when things separate. When they increase. When it looks like you have more than one. Two is the opposite of one. Two is the opposite of unity. And he created a world that is supposed to have a mask that looks as if it has many, many different pieces. It looks as if it's all part of There's this and there's that and different corners and there's rivers and there's mountains and trees, people, animals, fish, all different pieces. It's created with a base. But then Hashem said, I'm going to give you the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments is going to start with an Aleph. Sarah said that it starts with Anochi, Aleph, one. Because really, all these pieces that we're seeing in the world of Bereshis is all part of one. There's not two things going on. There's not a hundred things. There's not a million things. Everything is part of one existence, and that is my Hashem existence. Hashem Echad Onochi. It's going to start with an Aleph. Who is the one that's going to take all these pieces of the world and assign them all back to the oneness? That is the job of the human being. And the Maral reveals a most amazing, beautiful thing. What is the name of man? Adam in the Torah. Adam, Aleph, Dalad, Mem. Adam starts with an Aleph, one. And he has a dalad, which is four, and then there's a mem, which is 40. Four and 40 represent dimensions of four, which is the way things split up in the world. 
You have four directions. That represents things fragmenting, things splitting from all different places. But Adam has to take all those four and put them back into the one. Adam goes from one to four to forty. We have to take all the dimensions of the four, the forty, back to four, back to one. From the Mem to the Dalit to the Aleph. We have to take all the pieces and say that there are not many different pieces. Everything is really all part of one. The, the Jewish nation is one. Hashem is one. The Torah is one. Everything is one. There's nothing complicated. This is what we mean when we talk about the simplicity of the Torah. It sounds complicated. Of course, the details are complicated. There are many different pieces in the details. We have to realize that at the end of the day, it's very, very simple. The only thing that exists in the world is Hashem. Anything which is part of that is part of the oneness. It's in. Anything which is going against that is out of the unity and it doesn't exist. Existence is oneness. Oneness is truth. Either it's true or it's false. Either it's in or it's out. There's no such thing as coming across a piece that is separate. A piece that is separate doesn't exist. If it's part of the picture, it's one. Either it's one or it's nothing. Those are the two options. Our sages teach us that when Mashiach comes, what is the job of Mashiach? What is the Messiah going to do? What Mashiach is going to do is he's going to unite the world. The Rambam quotes a Pasuk that says that when Mashiach comes, he's going to turn over the world and all the nations and they're all going to call out to Hashem as one. The entire world is going to come out and turn and call out to Hashem as one. And the depth of what the Rambam, what Maimonides is teaching us is what Mashiach is going to do. He's going to be the man, the Adam, the person that is going to take all the things that look like pieces and he's going to say, Ein od There's nothing besides you. He's going to take the whole world, every nation, every person, every fragment, every piece that looked like a separate piece is going to say that there's nothing else in the world besides for Hashem. The only existence that there is is Hashem. Everything is part of this unified existence called Hashem. That's the job of Mashiach. And that is our job. The 613 commandments of the Torah are 613 ways how to connect to this oneness. How do we become part of this unified existence? By connecting to one of the mitzvahs, two of the mitzvahs, three of the mitzvahs. Every extra commandment that we do is another doorway into this unified existence. Hashem says that you, human being, Jewish person, you have the ability to become part of this unified existence called Hashem. You can become a part of it. And I'm going to give you 613 ways to do it, but I'm going to preface the 613 by saying it in one utterance because you should know that all 613 are getting you into one place. Everything is taking us to one place. I one time met somebody and he asked me if I could tell him a Dvar Torah, if I could tell him a Torah thought, and before I even opened my mouth to explain to him something, he almost cynically told me that you're probably going to tell me something very complicated, very lofty. And I told him on the spur of the moment, I'm actually going to tell you something very simple. And I actually want to tell you that the entire Torah is very simple. He's like, really? Is that possible? Torah is simple? And I said, sure. Simple verse, my Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, God is one. Enod Movada, there's nothing else in the world besides for God. That's all there is. Oneness, unity. How simple is that? Everybody can understand the concept of one. There's nothing else besides for God. And he looks at me and he's like, wow, that sounds simple. Is it really so simple? 
And the answer is yes. The concept is extremely simple. But to believe it and to do the job of seeing all the pieces in the world as part of unified existence, that's where the hard work comes in. And that's the job of the Adam. That's our job. The concept is simple. There's nothing in the world besides the God. Einod Movade, Hashem Echad. That's all there is. But we need to take all of that. We need to look around our lives and see all the pieces of ourselves. We're not different pieces. Our family is not different pieces. The world, our country, wherever we are, whatever we see, nothing, the, the world above and the world underneath, the angels, the galaxies, the sephiros, nothing is separate. Everything is part of one picture. Everything has to go from base back to Aleph. Who's the one that's going to do that? Adam. He's going to take the four back into the one. Who's going to be the Adam that's going to make the entire world do that? That's going to be Mashiach. Our sages teach us that the word Adam itself, the Zohar reveals, that the word Adam itself stands for Aleph, stands for Adam, Harishan, the first man. The Dalai stands for David Amalach. And the Mem of the word Adam stands for Mashiach ben David. That is Adam. From Adam Arishan to David Amalach to Mashiach. Mashiach is going to be the final piece of this perfect Adam. Because Mashiach is going to get the entire world to realize that everything is one. There's not pieces. There's not base. It looks like base. It looks like the world is pieces. But really, Enod Mavada. There's nothing else besides of the world. There's 613 ways of how to become part of that picture. And we have to realize that whatever we do in life, either we're connecting or we're disconnecting. If we're disconnecting, at that moment we've left existence. If we're able to take the pieces of our lives and connect them to unity, connect them to one, if we could connect different Jews together, and realize that the Jewish nation is one existence. If we can take the Torah and realize that the Torah is one existence, that God is one existence, all these three concepts together is all one existence, then what we've done is the purpose of creation. We've taken the pieces and we've put them and realized that we are part of this picture. And if we do that, we become part of this unity. And if we're part of unity, unity is truth. And if we're true, we're part of the eternal existence and we live forever. This is our job. Take the two back into one. Hashem said the entire Torah in one utterance because that is the essence of what it is. It's as simple as could be. There's only one thing in the world. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad.